Welcome. This is my truth as a platform for honest, open conversations. The stories I share or that others share are often not spoken about or discussed, but once told, I believe they have the ability to shine a light on another perspective or a much needed conversation. These stories may make us laugh, some may make us cry, but together we will learn from one another and begin to heal. Because walls need to be torn down, masks need to come off, stories need to be heard in order for our truths to be told. This is my truth. Will you tell me yours? Hello, hello, podcast world. Welcome back to This Is My Truth. I am your host, Jesse Sherlock, and today is the 100th episode of This Is My Truth and almost the one-year anniversary of the launch of the podcast, and it is the one-year anniversary of this global pandemic we have all been living through. And when I look back on the last year, it is just all the things. So I thought about how I wanted to celebrate the one-year well, the one-year anniversary of the podcast, but also the hundredth episode. I thought about inviting Lucy to join me. I might do it for the uh, for the anniversary since it's her birthday. But I was like, who's the next best person if it's not Lucy and Quinn? And I decided to bring Greg back. (laughs) Who's the person that she can't avoid around the house? Yep. So I decided to bring Greg back uh, by popular demand. Um, Did someone say 100th episode? (laughs) (laughs) This is the Greg hour. He's also making me record this at 9.30 at night, which is way past way past my bedtime. So let's see what happens. Um, There's no preparation. Greg's nervous because of that, which is funny because he's in sales like me. So he should be able to just wing it on the fly. So we'll see how this goes. You ready, honey? Let's do it. All right. I'm going to ask you the question that I ask everybody. You should have been prepared for this. Wasn't there like intro music that you're supposed to lead into? That's done after this. Oh, post post edit. Got it. You don't edit though. I don't edit. Okay, let's do this. Very, very rarely. Um, What is the truth that you'd like to share? Well, uh, I think the truth that I would like to share is, um, I think everyone over this last year has focused on the just kind of overwhelming malaise that has been the global pandemic. And obviously that's, that's affected all of us in many different ways, but I was trying to mentally prep something insightful to say coming into this and really actually what what I was thinking, what kept coming to my head, not that it's insightful, but there are actually some silver linings from this last year. Um, And I don't know, uh, I don't really know how to define this as my truth, but what I found over the last year is um, in a roundabout way, a deeper connection to you and also to myself. So um, one of the things that I think has I've found that I've needed to do more is this idea of self-care and really thinking about what I need to do for myself in order to show up for others. And whether that's uh, me showing up for my family, whether that's showing up for my, my, my ailing parent, whether that's showing up for my team or my community, it meant all kinds of things. And like, so some of the things that I've done over this last year, which I, I, I don't know if I would have done otherwise, but, um, are things like right now I'm joking, like I'm in uh, four hours of therapy each week. And 
two hours of that is physical therapy because my I jacked up my back and because uh, I was sitting on a on a chaise lounge for the first nine months of um, the pandemic. That was his own fault. That was my own fault. I thought I was comfortable and my body said otherwise. And then um, I also started seeing my, uh, a therapist of my own, which, which honestly, like I never thought about and like never thought that I would admit. And Jess has probably pushed me to do it hundreds of times. And I finally I got around to doing it. And, and it's been good. And I can't say like one thing that has changed about me, but at the very least, it's given me an outlet um, to talk and explore some things that I hadn't before. And so um, that's that's been really good. And I think that's manifested in the way that I've shown up to others. Um, and so I think that for me um, has been a silver lining this last year and kind of not necessarily my truth, but a story that I've uh, or a chapter that I've written in my story this last year. I think it is one of your truths. Okay. Why would you say it's not? I don't know what a truth is. Big T or little T? Oh, I don't know. Oh, man, you're a sociology major. Yeah, I'm falling apart there. I'm a sales guy now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was not the direction I thought you were going to take this conversation, but I'm glad that you did. There you go. And I think that you've done a lot of things in the last year that um, have set a good example for for me and for the girls and for our community. So thank you. You're welcome. Hmm. Curious. This is not the direction I thought our conversation was going to go. Now, who's the nervous one? I'm not nervous. Damn it. Sorry. I get very rarely nervous. I'm trying to think of the last time I was nervous. I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. This is when it would be good to edit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm curious when you think about the impact that it has made on you know, you said you're, you are taking care of yourself so that you can show up for others. How do you think that is manifesting? Like, how is that impacting your relationships? Um, it's a good question. I, I, I found that throughout the pandemic and probably even before, like my, um, my anxiety levels were, were getting higher and higher. And I would just feel that kind of pounding in my chest when I was feeling um, anxious and like I my head would start swirling and I would literally feel like my brain would disconnect and just had a really tough time and it was like just little triggers that were setting me off and I wasn't fun to be around in those moments it was unexpected and like I felt like a loose cannon in a lot of ways and I'm not to say that I've kind of like totally calmed that beast but I, I i i can get ahead of it a little bit more and recognize kind of what i need to do whether it's giving myself a buffer between when i come down from work and the family or trying to bake in time for uh whether it's meditation or stretching or running um just things that are, are releases for me and you've been super helpful you're you keep pushing me in an annoying way to say what, what, what are you going to do for yourself this week? What is what is Greg time look like? And most part, I give you some dumb snarky answer, but it's true. Like I, I in order for me to be the best version of myself, like I need to find those those outlets. And I think the moments that I'm like, I, I, let me put it this way. This is a small microcosm moment. But like yesterday, for example, um, you text me and you say, hey, go get Quinn. Um, look at the monitor. Go get Quinn. So I look at the monitor and it looks on the monitor that she has climbed up on top of her dresser and is reading books. And that in and of itself would annoy me. So I went downstairs more as a concerned parent versus someone who would be anxious about it and kind of aggravated. 
And the second I turn the corner and look in her room, she is sitting on top of her dresser and she is reading books, but she's also covered herself in an entire container of butt paste. And for those listeners out there that don't know what butt paste is, picture that white zinc cream that you picture from like 1950s movies for that you put on your face for a sunscreen mixed with like industrial strength Vaseline. And then once it gets on things, it doesn't come out. So Quinn, we washed her hair now five times. She's still a complete grease ball, but she was having so much fun. And my initial reaction, like I, I, I could feel it welling up was, Rawr! angry parent, you're interrupting my work. I've got to do these things. And then like a split second reaction to just breathe, laugh about it. I actually ran back up to my office, got my phone and recorded a video of Quinn. And it was just fun. And so I just breathed, had fun with it and tried to show up in a better way. Um, And I I really thank kind of like my inner voice that I found over this last year to slow down, care for myself and care for others. And that was just like a a little win. Um, uh, It was a kind of a culmination win (laughs) over a long period of time. And uh, I'm glad that I didn't react the opposite way, which I might have about a year ago. I think that was a huge one. I was actually going to bring that up as the the most recent example of when I've seen you do that. And she was quite proud of herself. Let's be honest. She was painting a river of butt paste to dip her toes in, according to her. And also washing her body. Yeah. Yeah. Can't forget that. Her skin is very smooth. Um, I'm curious. So one of the things when I think about the last year, right, it's kind of crazy when I think about the last year exactly a year ago, right? The pandemic had just hit. We had just been told we were all going to work from home. Chicago went into stay at home order. Our nanny stopped working um, because she was pregnant. And really, we just, no one had any idea what was going on or how long this was going to last. And, you know, I don't think any of us would have potentially projected, you know, unless you're in, what are the doctor's Epidemiologist. 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 She Oof. likes the big words. Well, you used malaise before. <laughs> um, epidemiologist. <laughs> really should have had a glass of wine while we were doing this. Um, but, you know, none of us knew how long this was going to last. And thinking about what we've accomplished in the last year, or what maybe I have accomplished with you supporting me, I, we've both survived, you know, attempting to work full-time, high-pressure jobs while having no child support. You have survived, um, or actually we both have survived parents getting either COVID or having strokes or heart attacks, (laughs) you name it. Um, And also letting me take this huge leap and leave my corporate job, which, you know, was a conversation. Oh, my gosh, people, I wish we were, wish we were recording this. This is a very visual podcast. Um, you know, allowing me to, you know, spread my wings and give me that space for a year to, to figure out sort of what that looks like and, and what the impact um, has had and will continue to have on our family. And also just starting the podcast. Um, and I was joking before we hit record that, you know, I'm someone who tends not to follow through with things. I get like really excited about something and then I do not always follow through. So I'm curious when I told you that I was going to start a podcast, what was your initial thought? 
<laughs> it's, a, it's a roundabout way for me to answer cupcakes. Um, <laughs> I, so for those listeners out there, Jess is very self-aware when it comes to her good intentions of starting things. Um, uh, the, but cupcakes, though, when we first got married was the thing. I'm going to open a bake shop. I'm going to have this. Every wedding gift we got had some sort of cupcake thing, and we probably had about 12 stands of cupcakes. Now, early on, that's wonderful. Greg gets to eat a lot of cupcakes. However, that waned fairly quickly, and then we're left with a lot of cupcake-themed things throughout the house. But um, no, I, I thought when you, when you first started the podcast, at first I thought, okay, good outlet for just to to find her voice, connect with others. Um, and that's about it. I, I didn't really think it would a- a- amount to much, if I'm being honest, not because you weren't passionate about it, but because it, it's hard to break through. It's hard to connect with people and it takes a lot of effort and will to do so. And to your credit, like you, you've, <laughs> you've, you've built it out and then some, because I mean, each week when we go over our schedule, it's like, I've got two podcasts this week, two podcasts this week. And like, God damn, like you've got like a, a whole reservoir of content of things that um, you've just built up and, and and they're all good, meaningful conversations. And, and frankly, like when I think back on um, some of the some of the highlights, like they're, they're, they're ones where you develop meaningful connections with people or, or people have told their stories that haven't really been shared broadly in their lives. And like you're giving people that forum. And I, I think it's really impressive and kudos to you. Um, so, yeah. I'm proud of you for it. It's fucking amazing. Thank you. I was petrified that no one would want to talk to me. Oh, for sure. Sometimes there's days where I don't want to talk to you, but it's still, <laughs> it's still uh, we, we still manage through. You're forced to. Yeah. That's why I had kids. I got <laughs> married. So people have to talk to me. Yeah, fair. Um, I'm curious from your perspective and, you know, when I tell our story and, and my story, and I know when we originally had you on, you know, we talked a little bit about our, our infertility journey. But one moment that, um, you know, when I think back on the last year, that really was like the linchpin in starting all of this was that moment at, I remember the exact exact time, which you're going to think I'm nuts, but this is like how my brain works, at 6.03 in the morning. And I was brushing my teeth with our electric toothbrush and you just happen to ask me, are you happy? And I still have no idea why you asked me that morning. If I was happy, you've asked me that question. I don't know, thousands of times in the 12 years we've been together. And I don't know why that morning I decided to say no and blurt out the truth for the first time in a really long time. But when I tell that story, people always ask me, you know, what was your reaction? What was your husband's reaction? And I know what my reaction was, but I'm curious mm. what your reaction was. Yeah, no, and, I, and I've heard you bring up this anecdote several times on the podcast and, and just with friends and, and generally. And, and like, one, I think that the fact that you bring it up and, and incorporate that vulnerability um, of yourself uh, to folks outside the family is is, um, is really powerful. Um, I'm, I'm, I think in the moment, if I were to take myself back to 6.03 and 30 seconds, it was, it was like first record screech, like all the things that just like time just stops because like, I, 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 I am someone who genuinely cares about how others are feeling in any given moment. And when I asked you that, like it, 
I, I, I don't know if I expected you just to be like, well, okay, I didn't sleep well, or if I was picking, really picking up on something. But when you said the truth, like it just stopped me in my tracks and it was like a gulp. I don't know what to do with that. Um, I don't even remember how I responded, but I, I think it was something along the lines of in my head, great, check in with her later, like red alert, red alert, red alert, go about your day, take a shower, get ready for the day, get the kids going. We'll talk about this later. And I think in us fashion at that point, like it would have been something that we potentially just buried um, and didn't talk about. And I can't really remember like if we, if we had or not, but I think that that moment was a bit of a, a tipping point for not only you finding your voice, but, but you being able to articulate it in a way um, that was external of a journal or external of working with a, a therapist or and it, and it allowed you to really put you, yourself out there to someone and that someone was me. And I'm glad that, that I could be there with you for not only that moment, but all the, the moments that came throughout the year. So yeah, that was, uh, that, that was a big one. And I mean, I think over this last 12 months, um, we've had a number of moments where I, I feel like we've just really been able to accelerate our ability to communicate, talk about like the harder topics that we, we had probably either buried in the past or simply wouldn't have confronted. Um, and I mean, I don't know, you're probably planning on talking about this a little bit, but like the fact of you making the leap to, to leave Google, like still scares me shitless. And, <laughs> and like, I've had kind of two reactions to it. One being like, super proud of you, go do the thing, rah, 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 Jesse Power, go. And the other one is like, well, fuck, because that disrupts my plan to retire at 50 and become a butterfly docent or to <laughs> uh, go do the things that I want to do because I tied a lot of our, and I still do, a lot of our family's ability to accomplish things to money. And um that's something that I'm trying to decouple, um, but that's been that's been tough. But I, I think the 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 net gain of your happiness, your ability to connect with the kids, um, and your ability to pursue other interests like the podcast or consulting is just so there, there's there's a more intangible value there that I wouldn't have expected. And so I'm glad that you gave me the space to talk through it feel all my feelings, hear it out, not bury it so that we could get to this point. And like, frankly, like our road ahead is there's a lot of things that we're talking about doing um, that I'm excited for, but still super nervous. Um, and you always say that, like, I need to see the finish line and that's what I need to race to. And like, that's just not how you operate. And uh, <laughs> uh, I like to think that we balance each other out, but we do. Yeah, we do at times, but you 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 deal with me asking the same questions over and over and over, probably expecting a different answer, which I literally think is the definition of insanity. Um, but I appreciate you you giving me those forums and those kind of uh, dealing with my little idiosyncrasies when it comes to decision making. You teach me patience. Yeah, something like that. You along with Quinn. Mm -hmm. um, no, and I think that you hit on something that. It's interesting when I've talked to people about leaving Google, um, right? And you were at Google, like, you know what that whole situation was like, you know what it's like to leave, um, which also gave me some comfort. It probably didn't give you comfort. In fact, I know it didn't because you, you, you know, the, um, you know, 
what that change sometimes can can bring. Um, but I appreciated the the numerous conversations. I think people sometimes think that I like woke up one day and like looked at you and I was like, I'm going to leave Google tomorrow. And that was not at all the case. It was a conversation that you and I had time and time and time ad nauseum, as you mentioned, since it was a lot of the same thing. Um, and I'm grateful. And I also recognize that it's a privilege to be able to do what, what we did in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and so I think that's a testament, though, to the hard work that both of us have have done over the last, you know, 15 plus years of, of our careers, which is crazy to think about. Um, there was something else I wanted to touch on based on what you said. And now my brain, you started doing something on your computer and you distracted me. It's lovely. Is there anything else you want to say? No, I, uh, I just, to the community that I've never met out there, um, I, I don't know how well or often Jess articulates this, but uh, thank you to all of you for who supported her and her journey and by proxy me and our, and our family. Um, I, I think the, the impact that you've had through your conversations uh, uh, is, is one that you probably might not ever really know. And again, whether this podcast uh, becomes next Pod Save America or it just kind of gets thrown <laughs> in a drawer, it doesn't really matter because the benefit that we've we've had from it has been immense. So, just wanted to thank your community of folks out there. Well, that's touching. Yeah, sometimes I'm some sentimental guy. This podcast isn't going to get put in a drawer. It's going to be played at the girls' weddings mm-hmm. and like an embarrassing moments mm-hmm. for them to. For all eternity. Like when they graduate from Michigan, probably, right? Definitely not Michigan. (laughs) They um, are either going to think I'm really freaking cool or like be so embarrassed by all of this. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. All right. So last thing on the podcast. Do you have anything else? No. Great. So uh, (laughs) I I think that by popular demand um, survey of one that the folks want to hear me interview you. Um, so I am going to just ask you random, get to know you questions that are less serious because you tend to delve on very serious things. Are you ready for that? I'm ready. And then in future episodes, I will interview you on more serious topics, but it is now 10 o'clock at night and we're hitting the Jesse loopy hour, which for all of you that don't typically get, um, to stay up with her this late, this is a fun time um, because it typically ends with uh, a comment of "I'm tired, leave me alone." Uh, but let's <laughs> let's do this. We'll, we'll we'll start off easy, okay? Is this like your this is this you're is... reliving your your quiz bowl? Yes. Oh, can I do quiz bowl again? Virtual quiz bowl was also uh, a highlight of the pandemic for for me um, and not my contestants. But if you are all <laughs> at all interested, podcast world in me hosting a virtual uh, trivia game, I'm happy to do so. Just tell Jesse and DM her there. Smash that subscribe button. All right. So um, rapid fire. Don't think about it. Here it goes. Okay. When you're not working, how do you like to spend your time? With my kids. What are you currently reading? I don't even know. Some trashy book that I don't know the name of the title. As you like to say, it probably has a fireman in it. Yeah, there's usually a fireman it's of, of some sort, some sexy fireman. Um, what is the first concert you ever attended? 
uh, first concert, I think it was Christina Aguilera. What is your least favorite word? Moist. Oof. Um, what is your most used emoji? Oh, the like scrunchy face with the, the tears. You're laughing so hard. I don't actually even know what it means. If you could change your name, what would it be? Uh, when I was five, I wanted my name to be Crystal. <laughs> so I guess Crystal. Great. Oh, what's your hidden talent? Oh, man, you know I don't have one. That's an unfair question. My hidden talent. What would you say my hidden talent is? Um, being open for trying new things. That's that's a total punt. But um, <laughs> what is the first career you dreamed of um, when you were a kid? Oh, man, I was never one of those kids who, like, dreamt of... Rapid fire. I know. I, I don't know. I probably wanted to be, like, a... I, actually, you know what? I want to be a, a doctor. But then I realized I don't like to tell people bad news, and I don't like blood. What was something you've done that's made you feel extreme happiness? Um, being able to support people, and also there's a moment that it was election day this year actually and i took the girls to the beach and up near wisconsin and it was just like a really warm sunny day it was in the 70s in november and just being by the water having them play and the sun like coming down on us like to me that is happiness so uh parallels to that where is your happy place oh the beach anywhere the beach, the beach anywhere great um uh soda or pop Oh my god, definitely soda. Coffee or tea? Well, that's hard. I'm gonna go with coffee, but I've been drastically decreasing my my coffee intake. <laughs> um, bagels or bialis? Bagels, specifically Long Island bagels. <laughs> I'm just leading her to that one. Um, I, I, folks, I have a list of 260 random questions oh to ask on a first date. Uh, so I'm not going to subject you to those, but that's what I was putzing with on my laptop. So, but anyway, honey, thank you again for, for having me on this. Um, and, and congratulations again on your 100th podcast. I hope to be joining a show in the future, regardless of the role that I play, uh, host or attendee. Um, but definitely you're going to host my podcast. Yes, <laughs> I will. We'll definitely be there for your 200th and beyond. So congratulations. Thank you, honey. Thank you for all of the support over the last year. I know I'm not the easiest person to live with and or deal with. And, you know, I think a lot of the truth that you shared, um, I've personally been impacted by the, the, the work that you've been doing. And I don't know if, you know, looking back on the last year plus, if I would have ever imagined we'd be sitting here in our dining room table at 10 o'clock at night, definitely not at 10 o'clock at night, but having this conversation. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank okay. you. Thank you for sharing your truth. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If something in the conversation resonated with you, please, please share it with a friend that you think needs to hear this conversation. Feel free to tag me on social media. Let me know how you're listening, where you're listening, and what resonated. Tag me at This Is My Truth Podcast, or feel free to shoot me a DM. And 
because we're a new podcast and this shit matters, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review. Tell me how you truly feel. This entire podcast is about vulnerability and authenticity. So let me know how you really feel and give me some feedback. I really appreciate it.